Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with personal and professional development enthusiast Constantin Moran. Born and raised in Eastern Europe during the communist era, he moved to Canada at the age of 17 to pursue the American dream. With over 15 years of experience, he inspires and empowers individuals on their unique journeys towards growth and self-discovery through both his professional and personal life, as well as on his podcast, Unleash Thyself. Combining his love for technology, spirituality, and mentorship, he helps individuals unlock their full potential and create a positive impact on the world around them. Enjoy this interview. What's going on, man? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Joe. Uh, it's going well here, right? It's a sunny day in Canada after a long winter, so I can't complain. Yeah, I feel the same way here in Kansas City. It's like once that thaw comes in and you feel the sunshine, everything's new. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm enjoying uh, these days now walking the dogs and just allowing the sunshine to come in. Absolutely. Well, you know, another part of what we've all kind of gone through has been more of a three year process of living through and surviving COVID. How, you know, how did you get through that time period and how has it changed the way that you do things now? That's a great question, Joe. So first off, I work in the tech industry. I work for Microsoft and during the time of COVID, I was one of the people that enabled customers in Eastern Canada to work remotely, to work from home. So it was a very busy time, but it was a time with a lot of impact because now people could work from home, could be close to their loved ones and do things that previously before they weren't able to do. Um, So because of that, I worked long hours for probably the first couple of years of the pandemic. And that impacted me through burnout, as you'd expect many people, and through the fact that I was very far from family. I moved to what I am today about five years ago, but I knew no one. I had no family here. And of course, with the pandemic, shutting down borders, shutting down even borders between provinces or states, unfortunately, prevented me from seeing my family for a very long time. So I was hit from, I would say, the, the workplace, what I was, I was finding meaning and doing good work with my team, but also the lack of seeing family eventually resulted in me looking for a bit of a mental health break, which is what happened about uh, this time last year. So two and a half years into the the pandemic. So let's get a better handle on exactly what you do in regards to technology. And I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. Yes. One of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? That's a great question. So I would say, hey, Mike, I help your parents work from home so they can take you to school in the morning and not have to leave before you wake up. Or, hey, Mike, I help your parents work remotely so they can come pick you up from school at 3 o'clock instead of your nanny or your grandmother or grandfather coming in to pick you up. So let's get to, let's get to the beginnings of this technology that you're into now and who you are. So tell me a little bit about where you were born and raised and what some of the technology seeds that were put into you that grew into who you are today. Yeah, Joe, that's a great question. I was born in Eastern Europe in Romania during a time when the country and that area was still under a very heavy Russian influence. It was a communist country for the first seven or so years of my life. And that meant that I grew up in an environment with fear, with scarcity, and an environment that's very different from what you'd see in North America or many other parts of the world. 
Now, my parents were both engineers back in Romania, and my father was a university professor for engineering as well. So that meant I always had access to technology in and out of the home. Because my father was a computer engineer, I got access to the very early computers. So I got my hands on them. I played games. I programmed. So they kind of got me excited about technology. So being bad, this was about you know early 90s to mid 90s. In 2000 is when my parents decided it would be good to immigrate to North America to give my brother and I a better chance at a better life. So that's when we came to Canada, and I was 17 at the time. And wanting to follow in the footsteps of my parents, I studied really hard in high school here, um, got really good grades, got accepted to many universities, and I went on to take engineering, as my parents did. But I never actually liked engineering, as it turns out. And two years later, I switched over to mathematics and computer science. And now I have a degree in mathematics, and I've been working in the tech field either as a in as a programmer initially, then a consultant, project manager, and to what I do today, which is essentially technology consulting across the board. Wonderful. So you had mentioned Windows, and obviously we have Macs and all these other different operating systems. What's been one of your favorite platforms or technology developments um, in computing that you've experienced in your life? Yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, I got to see the internet, right, start and get really big. But honestly, what really gets me excited these days is artificial intelligence. And I know a lot of people are scared of it. I was initially as well. But now I'm seeing how it can help me and many millions of people automate tasks that otherwise were a bit tedious or even help you with your day so you can focus on the things that you care most about. I'll give you an example. Let's say I need to write a social media post. And I have the content, but maybe English is not my first language. What if I could use an AI tool that could take the way I speak, the way I talk, but make sure it has proper grammar, proper spelling, and create a post that's not more engaging? So instead of me having to hire someone or having to use a dictionary and use various other tools, I could just use this AI tool and make my life a bit easier and increase my personal brand and be able to reach out to other people. You know, we've been using AI for so long with Google Home and Alexa and all. I mean, it's already already been a part of it. But I think the only real fear that people have is that we understand how humans can take things that are relatively benign and, and good for humanity and turn it into something like, you know, nuclear fission that happened with Einstein and all of those people. So I think it's natural for us to have that. But I think with anything else, if we have enough smart people that stop anything from going sideways, you know, I think we'll, I hopefully we'll be okay. We want, but you know, again, we had Arthur C. Clarke in 2001 and all of those fears from fiction. So all of it's totally relevant, but we just like with anything else, just got to do it the right way. Absolutely. And we know that the, the bad actors are not stopping, right? They're going to look at ways to exploit the system, exploit the people, and abuse everything that they can get their hands on. So that's why it's really important for everyone else, all the good people, and there's many of us, to put in work with artificial intelligence to create those barriers so it's much harder for the evildoers to use AI to the detriment of others. So if you can meet anybody in technology and spend some time, pick their brains, somebody that would be mutually beneficial to you as well, who would you like to meet and talk to? 
Wow, that's a good question. So many names come to mind. But I would say right now it would probably be Satya Nadal, who is the CEO of Microsoft, because Microsoft is at the forefront of technology and AI technology right now. And I would love to pick his brain on how he sees this evolving in the future, but more on like in a one-on-one conversation rather than, you know, one-to-many. I went to Seattle back in the 90s, and it was before, because I'm a technician by day, IT technician for a school district. And um, I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do. I don't think I was out of college yet, but I went up to Redmond and went in and grabbed one of their cards and, you know, was trying to start the process. But at that time, that was, I think, right before the Windows 95 launch. Microsoft was the only game in town. And, you know, everybody that knew about technology was applying and looking at them. So anyway, it, it was but it was a nice campus at that time. Oh, it was, and it's evolving even more so right now. But actually, I wanted to go back to one thing you asked earlier, or you mentioned that AI has been here for a long time. And you're absolutely right. What's changed, I would say, in the last, let's say, 6 to 12 months, is that people realize the power of what's called generative AI, which is this idea that you have a tool that's learning from everything that's available on the internet and information you feed it, and then it's going to give you results based on that information that it's learned. So now you don't have like, you know, your Google Home, it's pre-programmed, it has some functionality to search things, but it doesn't really tailor it, tailor it to your experience or to your needs or to your information. Well, what this new wave of AI does, it takes all that information in and it you can give it questions in simple English, even broken English or any other language, and it spits back the proper answers, which is so powerful. But to your point, the evildoers can do a lot of things there with misinformation or trying to get access to your accounts and many other things. So I guess that's the big thing right now. We're talking about AI, but what what other technology innovations do you see developing, say, in the next 10 years that are going to be huge? Like, you know, the iPhone was a big deal, you know, when Google was kind of integrating all of their services and coming up with their own fiber. I mean, there's been all of these developments that have come out, but do you see anything that's really kind of far down the line that's going to really revolutionize the way that we interact with technology as humans? That's a great question as well, Joe. I, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that come to mind. I would say if we stay on the AI path, there will be a lot of augmented reality type technology coming up where, let's say, you put on a pair of glasses and as you walk down the street, you could see the map in front of you. You could see upcoming traffic. You could see stores or locations you may be looking for. Maybe you could even identify people that you're talking to. I can definitely see going down that path where it's going to enhance your ability to interact with the environment and learn learn from the environment. What if you know you put this pair of glasses on, you walk down the street, you see a beautiful tree, and now you have all the information. Maybe even where you can buy one from so you can plant it in your backyard. Or maybe, you know, you see some beautiful flowers. Same idea. Yeah. We do see that in movies though. You know, you'll see kind of the big thing come up and everybody's swiping it and doing their thing kind of like the weather casters are always like swiping and doing their thing you know that kind of a thing and i don't think that's too far away to be honest based on what we have augmented reality now being used in various organizations for example for remote assist so let's say you're a technician right but let's say you need to be i don't know in california tomorrow but you can fly out so now someone can put a pair of goggles on 
and you can guide them on how to actually repair or fix an error with whatever machine they're working on. So now you don't need experts that are usually far and few between to fly out between locations and be available at a split second when they can. So now they can join remotely. You have the glasses on, you can see the diagrams, you can see everything, and you can be guided to complete the task. Yeah, I could even see that with dealing with technicians that may do mainframes and may actually do like physical hardware, because I know that, you know, in my environment and in a district, you know, we we have a tool called Dameware and we can literally take over the environment they're in on their computer and go in. So, yeah, those things would be really nice. And, you know, we've learned over the pandemic that with Zoom and other things that we can be there when we're not. And that's one of the reasons why technology is so good and powerful and keeps us connected, you know. Yeah. That's a great point you bring up because ideally people should focus more on how we can use technology to empower ourselves, to achieve more, to connect more, to learn more, rather than, for example, something I used to do a lot in the past, which was I would pick up my phone and just scroll, scroll and scroll and consume content that wasn't really giving me a lot of value. So if we go back to that third grade notion that I'd asked you about, what were you wanting to be when you were in the third grade? Was it always technology? Did you know? That's a good question. I don't think I uh, I knew back then. I mean, I had ideas. I want to, actually, I did know. Now that I think back, I wanted to be a soccer player. I grew up playing soccer, football, and I loved it. And I would play it every day. And I, I wanted to be a professional football player at one point. So in your pursuit of technology every day, what motivates you? What is it that makes you fascinated with this field? And what draws and motivates you through what you do? It's it's the people, honestly, the people I work with, the people I engage with on the customer side, on the partner side, and the impact it can have on humanity. So what is it professionally up to this point that you've done that you're the proudest of? The connections and the relationships I've built over the years and the impact I've been able to make in the lives of others, even working for a giant tech company, because I know that because of some of the work I've done, someone's life is just slightly bit better. They can spend more time with their kids or with their loved ones. They don't have to go in the office and spend two hours in traffic as much. So that type of stuff brings a lot of joy to my to my heart. So as somebody that's in soccer, into soccer, let's say you could go back in history, anywhere in history, to a soccer match and watch it live. Where are you going to go? What would you love to see live? Well, my home country, Romania, had an amazing World Cup performance in the USA in 1994. And there were some memorable performances and goals. They didn't make it too far, but for the country, for the size of the country, they made it really, you know, well enough. So I want to go back to that period and watch some of those games. Yeah. I was probably 10 years old at the time. And, you know, it's funny. Kansas City is actually getting the World Cup. Yes. It's wild. I mean... I, I'm I'm still can't believe it. We had the draft here recently, and I was wondering how. I mean, Kansas City has a large capacity, but I wanted to see it on a large scale. And when I was down there, I actually got to see the draft firsthand. It, it's pretty impressive. I think it, people are going to be pleasantly surprised by what they're going to get here. So it's going to be good. I can't wait. I, I hope by then I'll be able to do a bit of traveling and tour oh, some yeah. of the cities that that yeah. are hosting the event. Right, and it's beautiful to see that. Now we have a bit of a community built around Canada, U.S., and Mexico all hosting together. Absolutely. Yeah, the coalition for sure. So let me ask you this. If you could, if you had a dream tonight, you run into a younger version of yourself, say in your 20s, 
you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've lived so far, the wisdom you've gained. What would you tell your young version? That's an amazing question. I would say the number one thing I would tell my younger self is to take every opportunity, every mistake, everything I consider to be a failure as a lesson opportunity, a learning opportunity, and just look back at everything I've done, be proud of it, and learn as much as I can and move forward. So everyone out there has a perception of you. There's circles of people, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you ultimately are in control. You live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? My perception of me, I would say, changes with time as I grow and, of course, learn a lot and and progress through my journey. Right now, I would say the perception of myself is the someone that brings a joyful presence to whatever interaction I'm having and someone that's following his heart and looking to inspire and empower others to do the same, to find joy and happiness in small things in life, but also in life, so in, in work and everything else they do in life. So if anyone wants to learn more about you, what you do, anything pertaining to your world, where can they go to? Yeah, so they can find me on LinkedIn under Constantine Bomorun, so they can connect there and, and talk to me, or at unleashthyself.com, which is the website for my podcast, where it's all about inspiring and empowering people on this beautiful journey. Constantine, this has been great, man. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for taking time out. I, I dig the story, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it as well, Joe. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.